feels good in here today. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you all are here. We, we are extra delighted to have the Sela congregation gather with us today. So thank you for being here. Amen. There is strength. There is strength among this body. Amen. And if you're like me, sometimes you need the strength that this body provides. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Praise God. You can be seated. We give honor to our elders today, give honor to our bishop, give honor to Elder Hart who is ministering in Puyallup today. Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, I'd like you to turn to Psalms chapter 100. I, I feel like the Lord just wants to share with us some from these scriptures today. And uh, as he sometimes does, he kind of gave me a question. Really, he gave me this as I was in the middle of uh, the scriptures and studying and everything that he gave me. Uh, this question that I have is, who is God? Who is God? And hopefully by the time we're done today, we'll know a little bit more about who he is. I think most of us have a fair idea. Some have a very uh, depth of knowledge of who God is. And we've all experienced him even just today. He's been here. He's been ministering. He got us here today. But I just want to look at this. Psalms 100, I'm just going to read this, uh, this chapter starting at verse 1. It's only a couple of verses. And I'll show you what I see here. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Let me remind you, David, the psalmist, wrote this. And he knew something about singing, the Lord, singing to the Lord. He knew something about serving the Lord. He knew something about the presence of God. In verse 3, he says this, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. There's, scripture talks about the importance of worshiping in spirit and in truth. And I'll tell you what, David, if he knew anything, it was the truth. He knew who God was. And that's why it was so infused with the praises and the psalms that he wrote. Because he knew God. But he says it here, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Next verse. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. I want to show you just again in verse 3. I felt like this is what the Lord, where he kind of arrested my attention when he took me to these scriptures. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, He is God. Would you say that with me? The Lord, He is God. We know that the book of Psalms is written in the Hebrew language. And if you didn't know this much, at least learn this today. 
the word Lord and the word God are not the same word. Otherwise, it would be like me saying the guy Caleb is Caleb. But no, it says the Lord, he is God. Two different words with two different meanings. Amen? The word Lord. When we see this word Lord, it really is what does what these um, these verses are they're calling it the proper name of God the proper name kind of like if you call me Caleb Flowers versus Elder one is my proper name and then one is just a, a title or a description of who I am so they use the word Lord and we see this all throughout the Old Testament, the word Lord, oftentimes, and if you have a Bible, you might even look and see all four letters are capitalized. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Lord. When you see that, that is the proper name of God. It's translated, and we, we say it kind of two different ways sometimes if you hear this. Sometimes you hear us say the word Yahweh. That's a translation of that word. Another one is Jehovah. Those are translations, or depending on how specific you want to be, you can spell Yehovah with a Y or Jehovah with a J. It's, they're all ways of translating that proper name, Lord. It means the existing one. Let me just give you a, a few definitions of what it means. The existing one, the life giver, the creator, the one who is. That's who Lord is. I want to remind you, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And I, his perspective, it's, it's amazing because he changes perspectives depending on which book he's writing or which story he's writing. And he... I love the fact that God shared with Moses the story of creation. And Moses recorded it. And he says, in the beginning, you know this, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's Moses writing down the words that God told him to write. It doesn't say Yahweh and it doesn't say Jehovah. It says God. And that, that word is Elohim, just in case you were wondering. You hear that one. And they're two different words. Elohim created the heavens and the earth. I want you to look here at Exodus chapter 3. You might have seen this passage before, but I just want you to see the detail. I'm reminding you, Moses wrote this, even though he was the main character in this passage, he wrote it as well. Exodus 3 verse 12, if you'll start there. And you know, Moses sees a burning bush, and he says, I'm going to go see why that bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. So we're, that's where we're picking up with this reading. The voice speaking from the bush tells Moses, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. You're going to go get them, and you're going to bring them back here, and you're going to serve God. Next verse, Moses says unto God, 
Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers sent me. They're going to say, What is his name? Moses says, So what do I tell them? What, what do I say when they say, What's his name? I've never really seen it this way before, but I see it as almost, not on Moses' part, but on the part of the children of Israel, a trick question. Because if Moses would have gone, catch me, just stay with me for a minute. If Moses would have gone to the children of Israel and said, when they asked, well, what's his name? If he would have said, his name is Jesus, they would have looked at him like, who's that? If, if, he would have said, his name is Yahweh. They would have looked at him like, who's that? If he would have just said his name is Jehovah or God or Elohim, any of those one single names, they wouldn't have understood. It wouldn't have been clear. So it's like a test. It's just like if he would have said, oh, his name is Buddha. They would know for sure. No, that's not him. It's a, it's a way of, we're not just going to let anybody come in here and say they're our leader and they have a word from God for us and we're just going to follow them blindly. So it's a way of testing, improving. So he says, who do I say sent me? Verse 14. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Now, stay with me again. That's not a short and sweet fill in the blank. Don't, you can't just go there and say, I am that I am when they say what's his name. That first is the Lord sharing with Moses who he is. I am that I am. And he said... Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me. Now let me just give you a little bit of understanding on what it means when he says, I am that I am. It means the existing one is the one who exists. And now we can all have that question mark over our head. What? The existing one is the one who exists. That's what it means. I am that I am. Because I exist, I am. And because I am, I exist. I could just see Moses thinking, that's not going to get me there. If I go and I, I get into this whole, you know, debate about, well, he's the one that exists. The children of Israel throw up their hands and say, everybody exists. Everybody's here. What do you mean the one that exists? But this is God first sharing, this is a key, God sharing his nature. Not just his name, his nature. Everybody say his nature. It also means, I am he who I am. And it's almost like he's saying, my name is no concern of yours. The fact that I am is the concern here. The fact that I do exist. 
I'm not just going to share a name with you so that it's going to be a little token and you can go say, hey, I got the name, follow me. No, I'm sharing with you my nature. This is who I am. Another way of saying it, I am, am I am in as much as I am, and I am who I am. You want to know my name, I'm just telling you I am who I am. It's kind of starting to sound like a Dr. Seuss book here. Sam, I am. No, he says, I am who I am. That, that could also mean he who is essentially unnameable or inexplicable. He's just the one that exists. Okay, well, we can actually go down that road for a little bit because the one that exists, exists when? Right now, yes. But also in the beginning, okay? And also in the future. Okay, that eliminates pretty much everybody else. Amen. Right? Not just anybody. The one that exists. He always is. He always was. He always will be. He exists. How long are you going to exist? Do you know? How long? When did you start existing? Most of us have this thing called a birth certificate. And it says... Not, I am that I am, but I was, I started, and that was me, and I still am, but not I have always been, but he always has been. And he's, he's making that clear right at the, at the front to Moses. I exist, I am the self-existing one. Before you try to figure out my name, you need to know my nature. My nature is I am. My nature is being, existing. I exist. Thank God he didn't stop there. Let me just read this to you. You can't just give me a name. This is what I get out of my understanding of I am that I am. You can't just give me a name because I am everything. And I will be everything. You cannot just give me a name. It, we know all about the importance of names, the Old Testament and New Testament, and you call somebody something because it has this meaning. Jacob was named supplanter because of that action that he did. He grabbed his brother's heel, and so that's his name because that's his identity, right? Abram was changed to Abraham and the significance of his name there. Moses, his name actually means drawn out because of all that it plays into his life. He was drawn out of the Nile River, by Pharaoh's daughter, and then he goes and he draws out the people of God. All these names have meaning. But God says, if I just give you a name, that limits me. I can't just be that. I am everything.
Next verse. And God said, moreover, the bush is still talking. God said, moreover, now that we've established my nature, the fact that I am, and I'm not just a name, moreover, let me share with you a little bit more about when they ask, who's his name, what's his name, who sent you? When they ask you, I'm sharing, I am that I am. Moreover, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. Anybody else read that, or is that just me? This is my name forever. What's my name? Moreover, the Lord God has tell, is telling you, the God of your fathers is my name. Who I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I know where we're going. You don't. The God of your fathers is my name. The God of Abraham is my name. The God of Isaac is is my name. The God of Jacob is my name. So you just tell them that and that's always going to be my name. Okay, how many, what? Who was the God of Abraham? Who was the God of Isaac? Who was the God of Jacob? Who was the God of our fathers? I'm glad you asked. Look at uh, Exodus chapter 6. Verse 3. Brother Lewis started reading here in Exodus chapter 6 at the beginning of service. Now I'm going to work a little bit backwards if you'll follow me. We're talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's my name forever. Remember Moses wrote this. Just like he wrote the story of Abraham, right? He wrote the story of Isaac in Genesis. He, wrote, he knows all of this stuff. Moses does. And the children of Israel lived it. So God's not talking about some unheard of, hard to understand, never before seen. No, I'm sharing with you my nature. This is God speaking to Moses. And I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. Now hang on, it's not that simple, I promise. But I appeared unto them by the name God. But still, Moses can't just go to the children of Israel and say, okay, you asked for his name, the name is God Almighty. No. And if you're curious, the Hebrew here is El Shaddai. God Almighty. Shaddai, all-powerful. The God of all might. I appeared unto them by the name of God Almighty. Let me just try to help you here again. Two key words that we just read right over. I appeared. I appeared. I'm existing. I always am. But when Abraham showed up, I manifested myself. That's what it means. I appeared. And I, to Abraham, I was God Almighty, El Shaddai, 
that was my name that I gave in my conversation with Abraham. But my name, Jehovah, was I, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Now, this is only three chapters after what we were just reading at the burning bush. Everybody still with me? Exodus 3, Exodus 6. But we're in the middle of the story right now. We jumped in. Exodus 6, Moses has already gone into Egypt. He's already talked to Pharaoh. He's already told the children of Israel, I'm here to lead you out. And the Lord's heard your cry. He's going to deliver you. And let me tell you where we, exactly where we are in the story. Moses has gone before Pharaoh, said, the God of Israel says, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no. In fact, it's going to get worse. And that's the direction that things are at where we're reading right now. So Moses goes back to God in this passage and says, what is going on? Because I'm doing what you told me to do, and things are not going the way you said they would go. They're getting worse. And this is where God says to Abraham, in fact, why don't we jump? Verse 1, if you would, right here in chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go. This is before the plagues, by the way. You're going to see what I'm going to do to Abraham with a strong hand. He's going to let them go. He will drive them out. Next, next verse. And God spoke to Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. Now next verse. It's what we just read. I appeared, I am the Lord, I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the name El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not appear to them as Jehovah, my name, except, let me give you a little teaser, except, we're going to come back to this. Look at verse, chapter 5, verse 1. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. I mentioned that we're in the middle of the story. I just, I have to share this because the Lord showed me something right here. Moses and Aaron go in to Pharaoh's courts. This is the first encounter. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Let me read that again. And it's not capitalized here, but I'm sure it is in your Bible, the word Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, the same one that was, that David wrote, know ye that the Lord, he is God, same words, Jehovah, Yahweh, and Elohim. So, so Moses tells Pharaoh, thus saith Yahweh, Elohim, the God of Israel. Let my people go. Now, it's important we draw this distinction of which God we're talking about because remember where this is? This is in Egypt. And they know a little th something about Elohims, plural. They've got the God of this. They've got the God of this. They've got all their different gods. So Moses has to be very specific when he says, the God of Israel, the Lord God. Jehovah, 
the God of Israel. Let my people go and just watch what Pharaoh says. Next verse. Who is the Lord? Who is the Lord? Who is Yahweh? Who is this Jehovah? Who is Jehovah? That I should obey his voice and let Israel go. I know not the Lord. And right there is how we know. If I was talking to my kids, I would say, Pharaoh is a bad guy. That's how we know. Because he says, I know not Jehovah. I have no experiences with him. I've never heard that name before. He's never showed himself to me or talked to me in the ways that he's talked to you and this guy Abraham and the guy Isaac, the God of all of these Israels. I don't know him. If we were talking about, you know, Ra, the God of the sun, I know him. Because, yeah, I, he's a part of my routine. Every day that it's sunny, I say, oh, Ra, there you are. Thank you. That's what Pharaoh's saying. Or he would go to whatever God is needed at the time, and they worship ignorantly that God. But I don't know uh, Jehovah. He's not shown himself to me. I've not experienced this. So, naturally, Moses... I'm just not going to obey him. I don't even know who he is. Why would I obey him? I've never heard of him. Why would I let all of my slaves go? That's my free labor. And I'm an actual leader here. And I know the value of free labor. I'm not letting it go. Oh, Pharaoh. If only you had known Jehovah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of your fathers. Look at Genesis chapter 21. I'm going to give you a few passages here. I'm going to try to go quickly. Genesis 21:33. This is God talking to Abraham. A little pop quiz. Who wrote this? Moses. Yes, thank you for listening. Moses wrote this, but it's God talking to Abraham. Moses is just writing the, the book here. Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. The everlasting God. That means El, or in Hebrew, El Olom. No mention of Jehovah. El Alom, the everlasting God. But he's starting to see this is out of a relationship. He's always been. Alone means forever, the everlasting. And so God, in his relationship with Abraham, has shared enough of his nature that Abraham knows this God is everlasting. He's infinite. Kind of like I am existing. Always. That's what he called 
this wasn't even an altar. This was a grove, right? He planted trees, and he called this God is everlasting. What's the significance of that? God has revealed this to me in my relationship with him. He's teaching me about his nature. So I'm just going to build a grove here. So he knows that I know. He's everlasting. Now, look further. Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. You know this, this story. But So when, when God says, I'm the God of the fathers, God of Abraham, I, that's my name, that's who I am, to tell them that's who I am, we realize all these different fathers, the patriarchs, they experienced God and they related to God in different ways, in different times, in different situations, according to the need at the time. Watch this. Abraham takes Isaac up the mountain without a sacrifice. And Isaac says, I know we're, we're going to sacrifice something, but where's the animal? Where is the sacrifice? First, Abraham tells his son, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. All we're doing is obeying God. He told us to come here. He told us to offer a sacrifice. So that's what we're doing. The Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. Now what he didn't share is that God had already told Abraham, Abraham, take thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and sacrifice him. So they're in the process of that. You know the story. Abraham puts Isaac on the altar. His son, his only son that he loves, he puts him on the altar because El Elom, the everlasting God, told him to do it. So he does it. He's getting ready to kill his son. And the Lord says, Abraham, don't. I actually have something for you to see. Abraham turns and looks and sees a ram caught in a thicket. So naturally, he goes and he says, Isaac, hop up, put this sacrifice on here, and we kill it. And then he says, he called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Who's the God of Abraham? Well, he's El Elom. He's also Jehovah Jireh. So you can't go and say, well, he's got the name El Elom and he's also got the name Jehovah Jireh. Because, no, we want to know what's his name. His name is, I will be what I need to be. I am that I am. Right now, on this mountain, I need to be the sacrifice that Abraham sees so he doesn't kill his son. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord showed me something. I don't doubt any time now 
Anybody ask Abraham, who is the Lord? Like we did at the beginning of service here. He gave me a reason. What's the reason? Well, let me tell you one. He's Jehovah Jireh because he took me on a mountain to kill my son. But then he said, no, I've got something else for you to see. That's who he is. The Lord. The Lord who shall be seen. Exodus chapter 17. Verse 15. You know this story as well. The children of Israel are out fighting a battle. Moses is up on a mountain overseeing the battle. And he's saying, Lord, I'm lifting up my, my hands. And when I lift my hands, we, we're winning the battle. But my arms get tired. I put them down and we start to lose the battle. What is this all about? And Moses, or Aaron and Joshua are there with him and they see this. And they, what's going on? Every time Moses lowers his hands, we start losing. So let's help him lift his hands. And it says they got a rock and another rock. And they lift his hands. And now the Israelites win the battle. And in that place, Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner in victory. What does that mean? That's the flag. That's the flag that a... That a a troop holds. And as long as that's up, they've got victory. But when it goes down, there is no victory. So Moses says, oh, I know a little bit about this Jehovah, this God. He is Jehovah. He's the one that was the banner, the flag that was held over the army. And while it was held, we won. That's Jehovah. The Lord, my banner. Because at that time, he didn't need to be the one that's going to show you something. Jehovah Nisi, no, he needed to be Jehovah, not Jehovah the provider, Jehovah Nisi. So he is what he needs to be. I am that I am. I exist to be. And when I needed to be this, that's what I am. Judges 6, 24. You know the story of Gideon and the Midianites. Gideon was an Israelite. The Israelites were losing another battle to the Midianites. Gideon's hiding, not fighting, hiding. An angel of the Lord shows up to him and says, Gideon, you're going to fight and you're going to win. What? Yeah, you're going to fight and you're going to win. Me, the guy that's hiding from the fight. Yes, you. And for sake of time, I'm not reading it all. But Gideon says, eh, no, you think you got the wrong guy. And this angel says, what you got there? Oh, just some bread. <laughs> now it's toast. And Gideon says, I have seen the Lord. 
this is an angel of God, and I've seen him face to face. I know now. Then Gideon, that's what we're reading, built an altar unto the Lord, and he called it Jehovah Shalom. The Lord, our peace. This is before the battles fought, by the way, mind you. When the Lord shows me, I have peace. I'm, a, I'm about to go into a battle. Or maybe I'm already in the middle of this battle. But you know what? Jehovah Shalom showed up. And now I'm not worried about the battle anymore. Because I have peace. Jehovah Shalom. Why? Because right there I don't need to be Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Nisi. I need to be Jehovah Shalom. That's my name. The name of God the Father, the name of God's, the name of Gideon's God. When he says, I'm the name of God, the God of your fathers, remember Gideon? Remember? What would Gideon call him? Jehovah Shalom. So Moses is now, he's getting the picture. He's a, he, he is the self-existent one. He is I am. He is what he needs to be whenever he needs to be it. He shows himself to the person as, I am this. And we call him Jehovah, what I need. The Bible's full of these. I'm not going to take any more time, but I encourage you. Just go and look it up. Look up Yahweh. Look up Lord. Look up Jehovah. You'll see it. He's this when he needs to be. He's this when he needs to be. Everything. He's a righteousness. He's everything he needs to be. So now you see why when he said, when Moses said, they asked me the name, what do I tell them? The God of your fathers. I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'm Jehovah Nisi, I'm Jehovah... Sh you pick one, that's me, because I am. I want you to just look, this is, this is, I know that we've spent time in the Old Testament talking about who is God. I just want to show you a few verses quickly in the New Testament. John chapter 20, verse 28. Jesus had come and died on the cross. And he then rose from the dead. He showed himself to his disciples, but one was missing. That was Thomas. Thomas shows up later and they say, man, you missed it. Jesus was here. And Thomas says, no, he wasn't. He died and we buried him. He says, unless he shows back up, I'm not going to believe. Unless I see for myself. So, the Lord in his loving way decides, I'm going to go back there again now that I know Thomas is there. Thomas sees him and he says this, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God, I see you now as I needed to see you. You have revealed to me who you are. I'm acknowledging it with my words, my Lord and my God.
Acts chapter 9, verse 5. You know this story. Saul's on his way to Damascus to kill or to persecute Christians. The Lord blinds him with a light, knocks him to the ground off of his horse, and he says, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. I am the one that's stopping you from what you were doing, and I'm showing you who I am, who you are, and what you're going to do. That's what Paul needed that day. The revelation of who the Lord was. John chapter 8, verse 23. I've only got two more verses. John chapter 8, verse 23. Jesus is speaking here. He said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. This is the man, Jesus Christ, speaking to the group that's gathered there that day. You're from beneath, I'm from above. You're, you are of this world, I am not of this world. Next verse. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am He. Jesus is speaking. This is modern day. This is about as close to modern day as the Bible gets for us. If you believe not that I am He, you shall die in your sins. Now my question is why would He say that? How could he say that? If I don't believe that he is Jesus, the Messiah, the one that died for my sins, then how will I die in my sins? Matthew. Let me find it. Chapter 1, verse 21. Matthew 1.21 The angel of the Lord is speaking to Joseph telling her about this child that Mary's going to have. See, we haven't, we haven't changed stories. I know it feels like that, especially when you jump from Old Testament to New Testament. It feels like, well, we were talking about stuff that happened a long time ago and that's no longer relevant to today. And now, yes, we know the story of Jesus. Some of us think we know the story of Christmas. Mary and Joseph and Jesus being born. But how does that have anything to do with him talking to Moses in a burning bush and saying, I am that I am, and I am Jehovah, and I'm all these different things? Because Jehovah, Yahweh, that was all of those other Jehovahs, because he is, is about to become... Something new, something else, a new way. Remember he says, I appeared unto them. I appeared to them as this. I appeared here as this. You know what? I'm about to appear to the whole world. 
She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. If you know what Jesus means, it's Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. I don't speak Hebrew, but if I did, it would be something like Jehovah Yeshua. The Lord has become salvation. That's Jesus. That's why, Joseph, you're not going to call him Steve or Joe or Jim Bob. That's why you're calling him Jesus. Because it means Jehovah is now salvation. For he shall save his people from their sins. That's why he can get up and say, if you don't believe that I am he, Jehovah, salvation, you will die in your sins. Last passage, Philippians chapter 2. I, I wish I could read this whole passage, but I'm not. Paul gets on a roll here, and we're just going to pick up right in the middle of it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Paul's talking about this Jesus, this Jehovah salvation. Philippians 2 and 9. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Who is God? He's the God that needs to be. He's the God that is. I am. And I am God hath exalted this man, Jesus Christ. Put yourself in Paul's shoes and this, church, this church's shoes for just a minute. Pretend we're the church of Philippi. And we're about, we're less than a hundred years past the passing of this man, Jesus Christ. Why was he so important? What was so significant about him? We're asking this to the Apostle Paul. Who, why do I have to know Jesus? Because God hath highly exalted him, that man, Jesus the one that died? Yeah, but not the one that's dead. I'll say that again. The one that died? Yes, but not the one that's dead. The one that rose. He's not in a tomb. He went up into heaven, by the way. That man, God hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. Next verse, please. That at the name of Jesus... That man that died? Yes, the man that died and rose. The one that died to take away your sins. The one that is Jehovah salvation. At the name of Jehovah salvation, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, the man Jesus Christ, 
who was born Jehovah's salvation, who had all the fullness of God, Elohim, Yahweh, dwelling in him, he is Lord. He is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Why don't you stand with me? He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Whatever I need Him to be, whatever you need Him to be. See, we ask the question, who is God? And we think we'll get the simple answer of His name, Jesus, or pick one of those other ones. But if you just try to label Him and try to limit Him, we miss the point of who He is. We all need Him to be Jesus. We all need Him to be Jesus, Jehovah, salvation. Why? Because if He's not, because if you don't believe that He is, you die in your sins. So I need Him to be Jehovah, salvation. But you know what? He didn't just save me and take me. I'm still here. Even though he's already been Jehovah salvation to me, I'm still going to need him to be everything. Nisi, Shalom, Jaira, all of it. I need him to be all of that and more. And the beautiful thing is he is. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. The Lord knows who you are and who you need Him to be. He knows exactly what situations you're facing right now. And He's saying, I'm ready. I am ready. You know what? Because I am. I am. I am. I am. And I am here for you. I am the God who is. I am the God who is. Come on, why don't you just talk to him for a little bit? Come on, his spirit is here. I'm encouraging you. Reach out and respond to him. This front's open if you want to come and pray. If you want to pray there where you are or kneel in your seat, I'm encouraging you spend some time with the Lord today. Jehovah is here. The one true God. The one true living God. You are Jehovah. You are my God. You are my Prince of Peace. You are everything that I need. You are my supply. Lord, you are my provider. You are my banner. You are the King. Hallelujah. You are my salvation. You are my salvation. Hallelujah. There's one way. It's through salvation. It's through Jesus. There is only one way. And He said it. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Hallelujah. Lord, I believe you are. Lord, I believe you are. You are all that I need. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is here. I'm going to encourage you. 
reach out to the Lord. He's here to supply. He's here to manifest himself in your life. Not just in this room, not just in this building, but in the life of a believer. He wants to manifest himself. He wants to appear to you as you need him to be. and encourage you to have a time of prayer together. If the Lord would lead you, why don't you find a brother or a sister to pray with if you're not already praying. Find someone connect with. Let's minister. Let's be the body today. Let's be the body of Christ.
Let's just press in a little bit more. Come on. God's doing some amazing things right now. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. Come on. People are making commitment to God right now. Come on. Let's just take a little more time. We've got some time here. Come on. We're with the Almighty God. We're in the presence of God. He'll manifest Himself in whatever you need today. If you need the Holy Ghost, He'll fill you today. If you need a healing in your body, He'll heal you today. If you need peace that passes all understanding, He's here for you today. Come on. Come on. That's it. Let's press in just a little bit more. Come on. He knows what you need today. He knows where you're at today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Where it's appropriate, I want you to reach over and a man pray with a man right now. And a woman pray with a woman. Come on, join in prayer with somebody right now that God would do a miracle in their life. That God would do something supernatural because He is a supernatural God. Doing supernatural things this morning. That's it. Come on. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 